The following podcast is an Embassy Row production. For us, lingerie and sexy bathing suits isn't so much about it's to have sex. It's like, this is just what we like to be in. It's this is celebratory. Just, this is how exactly. Hi, my cheeky friends. Welcome back to the Half Naked Podcast with me, your host, Christine Evangelista. So before we get right into the pants of my next guest, I want to take a second to thank you all so much for tuning in to my first episode last week. It's really important to me to grow this podcast with you all based on what you're interested in and what you want to hear more about. So please write in, ask me questions, tell me your underwear stories, your strides of pride, your walks of shame. Tell me what you love and what you don't love. I want to hear it all. Several people asked me different versions of this same question, which was, if I had to pick one pair of underwear to be stranded with on a desert island, or if I had to pick one pair of underwear to pack, what would it be? And I have to say, it would probably be a classic fit Cosabella mesh thong, preferably in black. But I think a thong because I'm stranded on a desert island and I don't want tan lines. But it's just something that I have dozens of It's something, it's like my go-to. I love it. I love the way it makes me feel. I don't really get any lines with it, but it's just a great piece. But I want to hear what you guys love, what you love to wear, what makes you feel good. Please tell me. I want to make a list of different underwear and bra styles for different body types or preferences, and I really want your input. So please go to my Instagram at halfnakedpodcast or my personal Instagram at Christine Evangelista. I really want to hear what you guys have to say. On today's show, I'm talking with my good friend and actress, Cynthia Carmona. You've seen her on projects like The Tax Collector, Netflix's Greenhouse Academy, and on today's show. Cynthia talks about her Colombian background and its influence on how she celebrates the female form and how she grew up celebrating the female form and what sexy means to her. Cynthia. Hi. (laughs) Hi, how are you? I'm so good. I'm so excited to be chatting with you. I know. I'm so happy you're here. Um, I hear you're in New York right now working on a show. What what are you working on? So I'm guest starring on FBI and we're having so much fun. I've been on set for like the last two weeks and all of this week and I'm just having a blast working in New York again. I haven't been here I haven't been to New York in two years, but I haven't worked in New York in like five. So I'm really happy to be back. I'm going to start the interview by asking you what I ask everybody when they come on the show. I want to picture you in your underwear. What are you wearing right now? Right now, I am wearing a little lacy black seamless thong. Ooh. Why did you, is that something you normally wear? Yes. So I love like the seamless. Right. Me too. Yeah. I'm normally either in like little boy shorts, but most of the time in my day to day, it's like just the really simple seamless lace thongs. That's kind of my go-to. Yeah. And that, that's what we wear on set all the time anyway. Yes. Like that's what it is. Yes. You know, you can't, you can't see them under yoga pants. Exactly. And I think that's why I've become just kind of addicted to them and I buy them 
in bulk. Yeah, I buy them and steal them from set. <laughs> yeah, that's oh, that's amazing. I usually take the socks, but I, you know what? It, it, it's <laughs> everything too. Everything. I do take the socks too, but I also I just feel weird giving back the underwear. I'm like, I don't want you washing my underwear. So I'll wash it. it is, I'll bring it back. It's, it's totally, fine. it's totally weird. And I almost feel, I don't know if you do, but like, I always feel kind of naughty, like taking them from set. Like I always kind of feel a little guilty. And when they don't say anything, it's like, I got away with one, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I know. So funny. So Cynthia, I knew you were going to be a great guest on the show, but even more so when I found out about your first ever television appearance, can you tell me a bit about this? Yes. So it was actually my first television appearance in like the, the, the American market because I had done some work in the Latin market. I did a sketch comedy show and, and, you know, I had done like little bit parts in telenovelas in Miami where I grew up and that's a whole other ball game. I'm talking about like for some of these auditions and it's why I wanted to work in the American market for some of these auditions, I'd have to like, memorize this entire monologue like a la Shakespeare but in Spanish but they'd want me to audition in my bathing suit of course oh god yeah or like in bra and underwear and and from a very early age because you know when I was like 17 is when I really told myself like okay I'm gonna do this acting thing there was something that just didn't compute like why do I have to work this hard and then audition for you and show you my body like it didn't make sense lo and behold I moved to Los Angeles I decide that I want to start working in the American market. The first role I book is on this, yeah, it's on this Steven Seagal-led show called True Justice. We shot it in Vancouver. And I play, you know, a young prostitute in a brothel. And what they had me in was like the teeniest little bra and underwear kind of lacy thing. And I'm just helping someone solve a crime undercover in this brothel that I of work Of course. In. You know, I always, I always say that there is a disproportionate amount of stripper prostitute roles to actresses. So Absolutely. we all inevitably play at least one to six prostitutes. Yeah, yeah. It's really funny how this works. Like, mind you, this was what, maybe nine years ago when I did this show. After that, I've only played high school teenager. Mm -hmm. So I started off, you know, pretty, pretty, I guess, sexy. And then it just went completely the opposite direction of just like super cute high school cheerleader, bubbly. And I did that for so, so long. And now is when I'm like coming around full circle and kind of not getting back to playing a prostitute, but just, just little, a little racier, little tiny. More adult, I guess per se, roles. Yeah. But how funny that that was my first one, right? But I guess you were prepared for it. Like you, you were obviously, or you felt, you must've felt really comfortable in your body for, because you've spent so much time auditioning in bikinis as though it's the beauty pageant, right? It was the pressure of the telenovela world that was, and I think it's more of a cultural thing, you know, it's like, it's these, these really high standards on beauty and the pressure that they put on women to just be beautiful and be in shape and, and just be sexy all the time. It wasn't so much of a shock. It was like, of course, right. but I'm just so happy to be working and I'm going to do this and I'm going to have fun. And there's also something about just, I don't know, it, you're, you're so bright eyed in the beginning that like, to be honest, I never once thought about my body back then. Like 
it wasn't an issue. It wasn't even something that I felt uncomfortable with. It was like, this is the character and this is what I'm going to do. I think now that I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm older, I'm a little more mature for sure. I would probably think a little more on that, right? I'd probably be like, do I really have to show this much? Is this necessary for the character? How yeah. much, you know, you just learn, you learn as you go. You, yeah, that's it. I think that's a great point. And I certainly approach things that way too. Um, yeah. But going back to when you were younger, you know, I, you think that where you come from, being Colombian, being so free in your body, and as you said, just showing up to set and having fun, you must have felt, in a sense, empowered. And maybe that was a bit because of the way that your culture treats the body and femininity and sexuality. And what was it Absolutely. like for you growing up? So I'm going to say some things that are going to be a little shocking, but it has to be honest and truthful. And, and you know, I... I tell this to people all the time and they kind of look at me like I'm insane, but it's just very normal for us in South America because I'm Colombian and Venezuelan. My whole family lives in Colombia though. And in Colombia, we, we're just used to showing more skin. And, yeah. and it's a culture that, that, that really celebrates your sexuality and celebrates women and celebrates the female body. And it's very image conscious, especially for women. You, you grow up just knowing that you have to be at the gym and that you have to look a certain way and that you have to wear this, these kinds of things. So I had like a thong bikini when I was like three. I love this. Oh my God. I know I'm, you know, I'll probably get attacked for this. No, there were, you know, this whole controversy about like children thongs. But for my mom, who's a doctor and super conservative and like a crazy religious family, my, I remember my mom being like, oh my God, this is so cute. It's like a little thong. And it was very normal for us to just go to the beach and just be in thongs and like, it, it, it's always been so natural for us, um, specifically when we talk about even lingerie. Like in Colombia, I was just there, right? And, and I love Colombia so much. In Colombia, there's a lingerie store on every corner because for us, lingerie and sexy bathing suits isn't so much about it's to have sex. It's like, this is just what we like to be in. It's this is celebratory. Just, this is in how a sense. exactly. I think it's real beauty in that, and not shaming the female form, and not At having all. it be just about sexuality. It's about yeah. being free in your body. It's about, and it's. I mean, music and dance are, are exactly. as much as part in your culture as as these articles of clothing, and it's all it's all a part of the same thing. And I think that has a lot to do with the influences that you had growing up. You were empowered to be in your own body all of it and i think like what you were saying like where was i nine years ago and what has changed since because I, I grew up in miami and that's like basically oh, south america right it's you know you've got I, colombians and venezuelans city in the united states <laughs> miami loves you very much um <laughs> and so like living in la now for so long and living in new york you start to kind of like oh wait i, I gotta cover up oh, okay I, okay. So now you think this is more of the American influence kind of being pushed down on you, or maybe you just think you've grown wiser. Where is this coming from? I can definitely say 50% of both. So yes, I grew up in a culture that, you know, definitely celebrates the female form and, and, and you're not shamed for wearing the skirts and the sexy bathing suits. And it's not a big deal to wear a thong on the beach yeah. or, or tan topless. It's not a big, it's not, it's not looked down on. But um, 
I think my more of my time here in America, yes, that has changed my, my point of views a little bit, but also I think the, the, the older I've gotten, the more mature I've gotten, the more experience I've had, the more experiences I've had, I've just realized that like, sometimes I feel sexier, more covered. There's something about that, that I've, I'm finding like this really sweet, this real sweet spot in where it's like, you don't always have to show there's, there's like an inner sexiness that I think comes with just inner wisdom and experience yeah. and, and age that you're just like, okay, you know what? I, I, I can focus on other sexy things about myself, not just the physical. That's amazing. Um, and I think you do a lot of that in your work and through your work as an actress. You know, as, as you know, this podcast is about underwear, but moreover, I'm really interested in the underself, right? And so aside from being an actress, I would love to talk to you about your work in immigrant rights. I, um, I actually, I read a quote by you that I just want to mention. And you said yeah. um, that your goal is to elevate and break traditional stereotypes to create groundbreaking roles that increase the visibility of Latinas in the industry. Absolutely. And I want to just ask you about that. Well, you know, you have to take into consideration that Latinos, Latinx actors and actresses, we are only four to six representation on screen. And that's very recent. The, the, these numbers are very recent. And so in the small amount of roles and, and how we're seen in different shows and films, it becomes very stereotypical. You have the sexy, sassy Latina and everybody wants you to be that. Or, or you have the gangsters and you have the drug dealers and, you know, the narcotraficantes and, you know, all of these hood cholo stories, which is... Listen, it is, a, it is a part of who we are, but it's not everything. You're only telling a little piece of, of who we are and really our soul. And so, yeah, let me tell you something about the women in my family. We're sassy. Mm -hmm. We're sexy. We're all of that. But that's only a piece. That's only a little small part. We're strong and we're passionate and we're so hardworking, so hardworking. You know, specifically the women just blow me away with how incredible they are. And my mother's a doctor. You know what I mean? It's, it's a completely different ballgame. And so it's my responsibility as an actress to, to tell those other stories to, you know, you, you can play a role that you're attracted to. Sure. But even me, not only as an actress, but like as a writer, just increasing visibility for other types of stories. And, and it's what I'm doing. It's, I haven't always had the choice. I think when I first started acting, it was like, what, what's out there for me? And right, now sort of it's like the take anything. Oh my wear, God. Yes. Wear the bikini, wear whatever you need to. And exactly. now you're just, you, you have the ability to be a bit more conscious and pick the roles that aren't about gender stereotypes or cultural Absolutely. stereotypes. We are reading a script. It's like, do I need to be topless this whole time? Like mm -hmm. where serve in the story. And I think all of these sort of empowering aspects of who we are, what we are, where we come from, um, I think in Hollywood are finally kind of being broken down. And Absolutely. And it's really, it's honestly, it's up, it's us. Like it's really us just taking a stand for ourselves and making our voices heard and, and just opening people's minds continuously. And that's, where I am now in my life, it's like, you know, it's my responsibility to just start to create these stories, take control behind the camera and like really start because 
you, you know, you have white, uh, sometimes male writers that are writing these, these Latinx characters and they just don't know, they They just don't know any better. So, um, you know, one of my favorite stories in my career so far, you know, I was on the greenhouse for four seasons and, uh, I was so proud to represent my character, Sophie Cardona, but she wasn't supposed to be Sophie Cardona. She was written as Sophie Whitman and they wanted me to play her as an Italian or just Mm -hmm. all American. They didn't know that I was Latina. And we had, you know, Asians on the show. We had Black actors on the show. Really just diverse cast. And when I found out that the show was going to be shown in 190 countries during our first table read, I was like, hey, I'm, I'm Latina. My character needs to be Latina. There's going to be people all over the world that look like me that are going to be watching me in a lead role of playing a strong, very intelligent, encouraging, you know, character And I need to be represented. And thankfully, the showrunner was just so open and everyone at Netflix was just so open. And they completely changed the character around and her storyline and where she comes from. And she's Colombian-American. I think that's amazing. And that you had the the ability and the confidence to stand up and say, actually, this is who I am. I want to incorporate this. And just being more self-aware and absolutely power in yourself and i think back to like you as a little girl like wearing things that you thought were sexy or you told were sexy and then going Mm -hmm. back to what you just said earlier where sometimes i just feel sexy covered up and yeah and i want to know about the latter a bit so i'm in new york and i I mean, if you would have talked to me maybe, you know, around that time, nine years ago, seven years ago, I would have been like, what? I don't get it because I'm from Miami (laughs) and we're on a beach. And that's the same way in Colombia. We're on a beach. So any given moment, you just have to just take off your clothes really fast and just jump in the water. Exactly. My whole closet, my whole wardrobe was just that. But now it's like I I feel my sexiest in a turtleneck now. (laughs) And I don't know if it's like a New York thing, but there's something so chic yeah, um, about wearing. Yeah. Really, yeah. And, and it's, and it, you know what? It really forces people to look at your face. Right. right. And um, I, I went out with a group recently and I was com- just completely, my body was just completely covered. I was wearing a turtleneck. I was wearing a jacket on top and there was a, a guy that was at the table, really just, just really cool guy. And afterwards he told my mutual friends, he was like, she's so smart and, oh, and wow. she's so lovely and smart. And I was like, wow. Cause normally it's, she's so sexy. Yeah. She's so hot. And I am definitely at the place in my life where like, sure. Yeah. I celebrate myself and women and I'm ugh, the divine feminine and goddesses, you know, I'm all about it, but there's something really beautiful about being seen. And a woman uh, that speaks her mind. Exactly. Yeah. Powerful, smart. The, the biggest compliment you can tell me is, oh, wow, she's, she's intelligent. She's, she's got something to say. She believes in something, but you know, still at the end of the day, sexiness is, is about you. And I wanted to share something that happened recently. Yeah. Um, that really made me kind of look at lingerie differently because, you know, we, we have our, our little collection, we have our little lacy things. And it's funny because Colombia is a huge uh, exporter for lace. So we have so much lingerie and independent lingerie designers that just 
kill it. I'm when I go, I'm gonna bring you back some really Please, beautiful I would love pieces. to see original pieces. <sighs> it's the it's it's just it's art. It's really beautiful. It is. It is art. It'll inspire you in in your journey right now. And I can't. I mean, I know you're you're killing it. I can't Thank wait you. to see all Thank your you. designs. Um, ours is a lot more colorful, I would say. Like we got all these wild colors all the time, but it's it's conducive to um, just the culture. So yeah. So I was wearing. I went out and. I was going to meet, you know, a few people, a few new people. And I was wearing this. Recently? this. Did this just happen? Yeah, this was, this was recent. Um, I'm wearing a, like a, you know, I'm loving turtlenecks right now. And <laughs> it, I, I didn't, in my, you know, sometimes we have this idea that we're going to put on lingerie and it's going to be for someone else. Right. Right. And like, that's, that's kind of been the idea. That's always been the, the behavior. But I was going through something where I was really like, you know what, I just really need to just love myself and feel sexy for me. And I was wearing this turtleneck dress, but I decided that day that I was going to wear this like beautiful lingerie one piece under the dress for me. It was not for anyone. No one was ever going to see it, I, but it was I, for me. I think this year has really taught me that. And that's why I've been on this journey too. It's like to really celebrate yourself from within however you choose to do that. And in mm -hmm. a time where we've been kind of confined and at home and spent most of our time by ourselves, and some of us have been single doing that, you mm -hmm. have to feel good and feel sexy and, and feel good for yourself and have that come through so that when you feel good like that, and the only thing that's showing on the outside is your face under that turtleneck, like you could mm -hmm. still, you still feel like, I know I'm wearing this. I know it's about me. It's and about as, me. Yeah. Yes. And, and for somebody that grew up, you know, free in her body, celebrating the female form and always kind of showing it um, to other people and, and to casting directors and on television and in, in, <laughs> on the dance floor or anywhere, like, yeah, you know, point in your life or like, hold up, hold up. Yeah. This for myself now. Exactly. I think it's an amazing place to be, Cynthia. I, I was so proud that night because I felt it. I was like, Nobody knows what I'm wearing under this. And I just feel, and even the way that I would interact with people and, uh -huh. and, you know, just the way that I would carry myself, it was my own little special secret. And now it's like, I want to shout it from the rooftops. Like I'm here in New York and I'm, you know, I'm by myself here. I'm shooting and we're in quarantine and like, I'm doing it all the time. And I'm showing up to set with agent provocateur under yeah, my girl. Yeah. You know what I mean? And yeah. it's like, nobody has to know, but there's a level of like self just love that comes right. from that. And I'm really, I'm really feeling that I really, really am. It's, I can tell. It's not about, you know, sure. Listen, I, for, for, you know, for the special man in my life. Absolutely. Like that's definitely something, mm -hmm. something fun, always something fun to play with, but, but right now it's, it's even better you. when it's, it's for you. I think that's awesome. Say so, Cynthia. So I'm going to close out the interview okay. by doing a segment that I like to call keep it brief, which is a rapid fire questions. So I'm going to ask you some questions. <laughs> so we're just, I can't think about it. I just have to go. Just, just go. Just shoot. Okay. okay. Describe okay. your underwear drawer in three words. Tiny, lacy, and colorful. All right. Next one. What is one vice that you wish you could give up? Online shopping. Oh my God. I know. That's all I do right now. Cynthia, also, what is your, like one of your favorite lingerie or underwear brands right now? My absolute favorite has to be uh, between Agent Provocateur and La Perla. 
Oh my God, you're such a fan. I love how fancy you are. Yes. Such a glamour girl. I love it. Thank you so much, Cynthia, for coming on the show. Thank you for bearing it all for me. Thank um, you. You're beautiful. And I just yeah. love where your head's at right now. Thank you all so much for listening to today's episode. As always, please rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen. It really helps us out. And send me messages on our social media at Half Naked Podcast or my personal page at Christine Evangelista. I love to hear from you all. I want to know what you love, what you don't love, who you want to hear, who you don't want to hear. Just expose yourselves to me, okay? Well, I'll see you guys next week. Take care till then.